Abraham Lincoln. Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Welcome to episode 282 of the All You Here podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my cryptic co-hosts, Spooky Blood and Guts, Cult. Sayonara, baby, it's JoJo. Whispering Wenzel. What? I don't even know if that was on the... <laughs> I don't know. It's me, Wenzel. Well, hello, everyone. This is the official start of spooky season. We're getting started a little early because we're just so fired up for <laughs> for, for ooky, spooky, dooky fun. Mostly dooky. Yeah. Mostly dooky. I mean, this is a full diaper house. All you can hear is about to become all you can fear. Because mm-hmm. we have four movies that we scoured from across the globe. And we'll be discussing volume one of foreign horror films. We'll have a second volume later in October. Uh, so we're, that's what we're going to be discussing today. But before we get into all these films, we will want to let you know that for a couple of these films, there will be strong content warnings, one in particular. So there will be timestamps in the description of this episode. Plus, we'll like we'll kind of give like a brief overview. Like, okay, this is a movie that's going to have like some strong content warnings. So heads up, going into this episode, there will be discussion of like, gruesome violence and like sexual violence for some of these so uh, if any of those things are sort of off-putting to you understand so we'll make sure that proper measures are taken for you can still listen to this episode and maybe skip over to things you aren't quite uh comfortable with yeah so we'll be discussing four and to get us started we'll be discussing my movie which 1995's bloody muscle bodybuilder from hell yeah there's not really much of a content warning for this because it was. Uh, it was. It, this one's just silly and like <laughs> wacky and like just generally gory, and this was directed by Shinichi Fukuzawa, who is the lead role in the film. <laughs> he he played the bodybuilder himself. When this movie ended, I was so hoping there was like a sequel, like seven sequels to this, because it was just so fun. I mean, this is the only movie that this guy made i mean obviously there's like a couple like student films that you, uh, that you could probably scrounge around but he sort of just made this movie as his love letter to evil dead i mean a lot of places if you look up bloody muscle bodybuilder from hell it'll say aka japanese evil dead yeah because like there for a while it's like okay the, until i i could own in this movie blind i was thinking like okay that's probably a little reductive no <laughs> it's straight up just like a big Send up to uh, Evil Dead. Yeah. And With groovy and, and all. And just sort of to get us started, um, we'll just go around the circle, give our sort of star ratings, and then we'll just start the discussion about it. <laughs> I had a great time watching this. It is low budget. It is grainy. It's grody. And just like, it's funny. Like, there's like some really good humor and just like some really just crazy effects. And if you have like a love 
for like really low budget horror films, I say you'll probably have a good time for it. Uh, I give I gave it three and a half. It was a heart. It was a it was a lot of fun. I agree completely. I, I uh, gave it three and a half as well. I just love the low budget stuff going on here. It's just <laughs> they have these fake heads, fake hands, fake all body parts because it gets Gibby, and I just loved how much gore that was going on here it's not realistic and you don't think it's real at all but it's just charming it's so nice yeah it's very fun yeah it i think that's the perfect word to describe it is very charming i really i think i gave it the same score uh yeah it's basically evil dead it's real fun uh straight up wacky (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's what you expect from evil dead like it's scary quote but like it's still really goofy yeah in, in the best way yeah. Except and, for that and, one scene. That was not goofy, Sam Raimi. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. know what you did. We know exactly what you did. And, and you know, Fukuzawa uh, here, he didn't pull that trick. He, no, did. he did not. He did not. He, 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 there were no trees in this movie. None. No, there weren't. <laughs> no, no naughty trees. Yeah. But a uh, crazy psychic man who becomes a bunch of mini parts and then hamburger meat. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of boyonnaise <laughs> on the floor. More like boyardee. Probably. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I thought because whenever you whenever you said that, I thought you were going to follow with boyardee's nuts, <laughs> but you did it. So I was like. Damn. You be, you, see, that's a much better joke. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just going to let that one sit there. <laughs> that, that one over like a lip. Uh, yeah, I gave it the same rating too. Three and a half out of five. It's, <laughs> it's so fun. I will say though, like there were. So there's two shots that are important for me in this film. It's literally the shot we get of the photograph and then the last shot. And honestly, like out of all of things, that was those were like like actually unnerving and really like something about like urban horror because I don't know what it is, but like with um especially like in Asia when it comes to urban horror, they do it so fucking well. Mm-hmm. And like I I've seen so much art of like of literally big ass faces and heads being in places where they shouldn't be. And it's always like in like, uh, some of the art I've seen is like a, like a, like a very concrete stairwell or like, um, a traditional, like, uh, Japanese home or stuff like that. So like being able to see that, like, it's, it was great and I love it. And, um, and then in here too, it was so funny because uh, I mean the action it is what it is, but it was it was pretty badass. Let's be real. I mean, there's still like a <laughs> lot of really like fun action and like I love. I mean, obviously, there'll be spoilers for all of these. Yeah, I, I love how my man hit three finishers on this bitch. <laughs> like fuck me. Like I think my my favorite one is when he takes because he finds out what his real weapon is, the real true weapon. Muscle. Bodybuilding. I can't remember the pose. <clears throat> but I will say we will to give a synopsis. It's about this young man who's invited by his ex girlfriend, who's a photojournalist, to accompany her to a haunted house that she wants to do a story on uh, along with for the ride is a psychic that she has uh, asked to come along and this house is the it's, an, it's like an abandoned house that used to belong to Shinji's main character's father and then unraveling that it's like distorted history of what his father got up to and the haunting that's a part of the house and it's just and, and plus the movie is like an hour and three minutes like, yeah and it's, it's 
super short, and I would say it's pretty well paced. Like they they fit a lot in one hour. <laughs> they do, and like, it, I mean, it, it's a, you know, uh, every time they go, they they try to escape, they can't, and they're like, oh fuck, what do we have to do now? And it's just like we get into the next shenanigans. So yeah, it's really well done um, in that, and also too, it was uh, it was funny because JoJo was talking about the lighting and the lighting for that fucking house was I like I appreciated how it fucking felt but goddamn because there were shots where like it was on just the two of them but there was no light besides the fucking camera light so it looked kind of found footage yeah it was kind of funny and plus like because this this filmed in the early 90s so it's like <laughs> it's very much like videotape like really grainy it was probably filmed on video well too. yeah so i was gonna bring up colt pointed me to this review on here it was shot on video in 95 edited in 2005 released in 2009 and finally available on modern digital format in 2017 so like this movie has been like a long time ago because i know in, in the horror circles like this was it is a cult classic because like it's such this weird little one-off project has kind of got like passed around in like video circles until like there was like a bigger release plus it just it sat dormant for years because like the person didn't have the budget to complete it yeah and like honestly like uh, getting back to this talk about stuff getting more physical releases so it's not fucking lost forever I, I like this one easily like arrow video or even Criterion, if you want, like somebody snatch this up before you know it's gone forever. I mean, I would, I would love to get a edition of this. And plus, looking at the letterbox poster, it looks very arrow because, like I said, painted, illustrated. It's, yeah, it's you know, very like. I mean, it's very cultish. Obviously, like Criterion wouldn't you know pick it up because you know cowards. Yeah, but like Arrow, obvious, perfect Arrow. Shout like, factory or, or screen, screen factory. factory. Yeah, for real. Um. And its and its average letterbox rating is three point five, which is like everybody. So because like you know it is what it is, but it's still fucking fun. Yeah, like yeah. you don't you don't have to have the highest budget in the world to like make a, an entertaining movie because yeah. like it's genuinely funny and like <laughs> yeah. unintentionally funny and just like how like silly a, a lot of like effects are unintentionally. But like and plus the movie is just loaded with references to stuff like Hellraiser. And like uh, Evil Dead, of course, and and uh, and the fucking nineteen seventies Lou Ferrigno Hulk. Hulk. Oh my god! I did not like. Oh, I should have expected it because, like I said, you know, my favorite part is when he finds out his true fucking weapon, the weapon that he needs to defeat this goddamn demon. Muscles and bodybuilding. So what does the fucker do? Hulks out through his shirt, rips it off. For some reason, gets a bodybuilding tank top. Uh, out of there because I guess we can assume that his dad was also a bodybuilder. Because there's only three actors in this movie <laughs> so the Shinji actor the director plays the father and him and uh, himself and then uh his ex-girlfriend plays also his father's ex-lover yeah and then there's just the psychic so there's yeah there's like literally three people in this movie and i i do, I do appreciate like colt said like there's a certain aesthetic from like early 90s to the early 2000s like in Japanese horror, I just eat it with a spoon. Yeah, I just love that aesthetic, like grainy video. Absolutely, and yeah, and it goes into that urban horror too. Because oh man, there's this one digital drawing I saw where it's literally just a head sticking out of a fucking staircase. I love, and like it gives me those like, you know, it gives me those vibes. And I didn't expect that from this. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, and the finisher specifically, I, I keep freaking forgetting just to say outright, is where he takes a barbell. He stabs, you know, the evil demon bitch in the head with it. And then, oh, uh, man, he takes, like... <laughs> he presses the, he, the one end of the barbell on the demon's face and says, Sayonara, baby. And then yeah. smashes. Steps on her. And then she reconstitutes. But then he takes the time to, <laughs> like, like have to unhinge the fucking... Um, the uh, guard, Wait. the guards, the weights off of it, and then <laughs> he fucking takes it, and shoots it like a fucking arrow into her fucking head. So she's like pinned to the wall, trying to like pull her like gloopy monster head off, and then he finally just like obliterates her with a hundred shotgun attack. Yeah, just so many. I, I will say, I did uh, the claymation was also really fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very surprised by that claymation. I guess foodbation, like stop motion a lot of it, and just like. When when the psychic gets like possessed, he's like by the spirit of the woman. And she's using her powers to like take her over the house, and he's just like gets his head bashed open, gets his throat slit, gets his hand skewered, and, like literally till he gets chopped apart into pieces. And even the pieces start popping up, like a hand and a foot pop around, and his the dude's head on a hand. Like, That's my favorite scene. Those are fun, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I think that was very fucking creative. Like I'm gonna have to steal that. And, and then like the the, the bicep the torso sticks back together and like literally like a tiny claymation set blows that apart. Yeah. And I do think it's funny that the guy casts himself as the main character and he kind of looks like a Japanese Bruce Lee or uh, no um, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Excuse me. That's a that's a, a pretty funny bit. It's like, oh, you're. Your hero, your favorite movie, he actually looked like the main character. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, like, he looked like a love child between, like we said, Bruce Campbell and Ryan Reynolds. And also, too, his physique was actually very similar to Bruce Campbell's he at was, the time. He was, he was, he was showing off. Because uh, it's like that, that same kind of charm to those old kind of, like, horror slasher films where, for some reason, the guy, the main guy, has to be, you know, oiled up you know flexing of course and it really like and it takes that a step further the guy is a bodybuilder so yeah hence the title got anything else so uh, we gotta say uh, <laughs> i mean it's a pretty straightforward it's pretty yeah. straightforward it's uh, fun uh, yeah like like you know we talk about it's low budget but you can still see the craft at work and even though mm-hmm. some of the stuff may come off a little amateurish or whatever it still has that charm and it was really fun and it, a lot of effort went into the movie you, know, you can tell like just because there's like all this mixed media in it and oh yeah and because like as low budget films artists it's sort of like rife with like issues like apparently this was filmed in the director's parents house that was set to be demolished so they're doing all this like Tom Forey in like the the dead of summer so that this <laughs> tiny claustrophobic house you're just like jumping around blowing stuff up and apparently they there, there's a quote a inset plague that attacked the house. <laughs> okay. And uh, apparently there's portions of film that disappeared that they've, oh. they've never been able to recover. That happened during the course of the filming. Okay. Some spooky stuff happening there. So, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you, you mean to tell me that house isn't haunted. Well, no, no, I'm just saying like, you know, like demons stealing stuff. I mean, you know, that happens all the time. Yeah. It's, it's so commonplace. We don't even talk about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a demon today. You know, I was I was just waving at random cars that went by. No yeah. reason. Yeah, and then all those cars crashed for some reason. It was like trying to figure out who that was. That's think. not my fucking fault. Uh, I, I think you're complicit in the death of several people today. I was trying to give people a good day and anxiety. Yeah, it's not too good on the other side of an ambulance. 
Wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for me, this is a recommend. Like, oh yeah. I mean, I I do. I will say <laughs> this is a very interesting grouping of films, and <laughs> I do think um, this is a lot of fun. Or I guess the only caveat would be is just like how much appreciation you have for like really low budget horror films. Yeah. I mean, if you're just like, if it ain't got CG, if it ain't got you know that. 2020, you know, effects flare, then it's no good. Well, you know, that's that's your choice, obviously. But, like, I think there's a lot of charm here. There's a lot of fun to be had. And plus, like, it's an hour. Like, you could do a lot worse. That is very true. All right. I think we'll move on ahead to our next film, which would be... Pencil Possum? Mm -hmm. All right. My choice was um, Possum. 2018, directed by Matthew Holness. It's from England, UK. And uh, this film is about a uh, children's puppeteer, um, went into scandal, goes back to his childhood home to confront his past um, and his god-awful fucking uncle. And uh, it's very, you know, this this film is very famous. Uh, if you've seen any sort of, like, if you've heard it in your horror circles, it's obviously really famous for the fucking puppet possum <laughs> the most fucked up puppet you can imagine um, my my personal personally i saw this back in 2020 and i fucking loved it uh i thought it was great i gave it four stars originally and then watching it again i still give it that four stars and um but i want to know uh, your guys thoughts uh i'll go first um i no I, i'm too late i'm taking command <laughs> um i i did like it um obviously it's it's a slow burn so that's right out of the gate that's not gonna be to everyone's taste and also, this will be the point where it's like, hey, this is where some trigger warnings come in. It's going to be discussing, like, implied sexual violence. Yeah. Uh, or kind of, like, just overt things like that yeah. throughout the course of this little discussion. So keep an eye, or keep keep that in mind. Um, it's still good. It's well shot. Uh, everybody just looks fucking nasty and grody, <laughs> like, which adds to just a general uncomfortability throughout the whole film. Um, I do think... There, it was a little repetitious at a certain point, but like obviously that's kind of to prove to prove the issue. But I still think I still think it's a solid film. There's some interesting ambiguities throughout the plot. I I took it a three. I it's solid. All right, uh, cool. I uh, gave it two and a half stars. I really didn't care for it. I just thought the puppet was awesome. I really liked that puppet. It's a little <laughs> creepy little bastard, but. Uh, I just don't have much to say about it because, like, I don't have any strong feelings other than I didn't care for that. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I really enjoyed this. I think I, I gave it four stars as well. Nice. Uh, it is definitely slower, more moody, and atmospheric. Yeah. And, and that's definitely not to everyone's cup, uh, cup of tea. But uh, that was a British joke. Biscuits. <laughs> The queen's dead. Chips. We're still in our grieving period, Joe. Oh, Lizzie's in a fucking box, and I'm not. <laughs> Got her. McDonald's is still closed. It's not. <laughs> Wait, really? No. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it deals with heavy stuff, and, and I think the guy it does a really good job of playing really awkward, really. Yeah, he does. Yeah, just, just like, like just like the way like he. Like it's hard to describe without showing you, but like the way he walks, he like holds his hands in front of what his body. 
it, and kind of just walks that way. It kind of like, imagine if you know, imagine if you're kind of like scrunching yourself up to make room in like a, in a crowded area, but you just walk like that all the time. Yeah, yeah. While leaning forward, while leaning forward, like hunched over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like I really, there were certain shots of this movie that going stick, like especially the one with the tree. Yeah, like at the very For beginning. Real. Oh uh, yeah, four stars. I mean, I think it, visually, I think it's a very interesting film, and like, well, shot. There's there's a lot of, I feel like, like open areas and negative space, just to sort of see like how small the main character feels in this world, and and I think it's like the whole ambiguity with the story because like the movie opens with him uh, on a train by himself, and there's like some teenage boy kind of like laughing cutting up and he has like he makes eye contact with one and it's like ooh this feels a little creepy and then he they all depart and he tries to like strike up a conversation with one and the boy's just like obviously very put off and he's in the but the man's still trying to follow along it was a uh, to be fair if an older man came up to you as you were just like 14 years old and he says what are you drawing yeah <laughs> what are you gonna do I mean I, obviously that's a very natural reaction um but at, over the course of the movie like it plays with is he actually a predator or like is he just a severely emotionally stunted man that due to certain things never aged past a childlike perspective yeah because because like pat said we're we're kind of misled because um from there on you know he goes i mean he's just traveling by himself he literally stands in front of a school um just staring at it being um, as creepy as possible yeah. yeah like to the point where like a guy's like move so, along so what you doing there bud yeah <laughs> like and then like and then he also sits in a fucking children's park smoking a ciggy uh staring at parents walking their yeah, baby and um with his fucked up puppet just laying out the yeah open. with his fucked up puppet i forget about that which i think honestly too it's like i think they're more well, they're obviously more concerned about the man, but they were also concerned at the fact that he's staring at a fucked up creature just sitting there, like, <laughs> smoking a ciggy. Um, and, yeah, and then, like, from then on, you know, like, we, um, it's just him by himself traveling, and, like, uh, and then at a certain point, too, we, we finally get, like, there the, the boy that we see in the, from the beginning, he's missing. There's um, reports of a man it's obviously him saying following around with a beige jacket being very suspicious he goes to back to the school this time to basically turn himself in but also with the help of like a a teacher that he knew to like help explain his case quote unquote and we're thinking like man like this is like what the fuck's going on and then also too he's a child's puppeteer who got into a scandal that led him to being like leaving and um we're never privy to what that scandal is. It's just sort of left to your imagination, yeah. and how you interpret the events of the movie. Yeah, and and then and then you know all this culmination because like he's going, he's continuously going back to the same places every time. He's obviously hallucinating. He looks sickly because like the entire the the um the entirety of the film is him trying to get rid of this goddamn puppet. And you're thinking, okay, like he threw it, he got rid of it, but then every time it happens, he looks deathly ill. Like, he, he just cannot part with it. His eyes get, like, really... Like, the area around his eyes gets really red. His He gets pale. Very like, gaunt and drawn. Yeah, he looks so too. sick. But And then, not only that, too, like, the places that he goes to, everything just looks sick, decaying, 
dying, rotten. I mean, he, he literally lives in a house that looks like it should be condemned. Yeah, and 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 then his uncle looks like <laughs> he looks like he needs to be. Uh, put into a fucking bleach shower and then he, he needs to be washed <laughs> he needs to be washed but then also he probably needs to be i mean uh, by the end of the film you know uh, we we find out exactly what happens but um but yeah you know we're we're constantly going through this like it's it's a trip it really is because in the beginning too there's this really cool intro in my opinion where um he um he i think he's speaking his uh the main character he's reciting his book this, this hand drawn like book and poem that he's made, and it's it's like it's given snippets throughout the film. And then we're we're let you know we're it's revealed like he did this as a kid because it's in response to the trauma um, that he experienced. And uh, you know JoJo <laughs> during the film did that got on my arm. <laughs> no, no, uh, you're fine, Kazuntai. And like JoJo pointed out, like you know possum itself represents childhood trauma and that's what he's trying to get rid of and i mean it's pretty goddamn obvious about that it looks nothing like a possum by the way <laughs> i mean, I mean to describe the puppet imagine like this white like death-like face attached to like a massive spider body yeah it's like i guess like all total like legs length it's probably like three the legs are like three feet long. Like it's a huge puppet. It's it's fucking huge. And like, it was so funny too because the uncle is like, "You showed that to kids." It's like you're fucking insane. <laughs> like, I mean, see, see, honestly, my my interpretation of the events is that what the scandal is b- relatively benign. Like he just like made kids uncomfortable because he's just a weird, awkward. He's just so, yeah, and he has like a goddamn monster <laughs> as a, a puppet, and it's like oh, it's, it's time for lamb chop, and but, it's a fucking spider. But the reason probably why he did so well was uh, being a children's puppeteer was because he, you know, like you said, he's emotionally stunted. He he acts. He can still like probably act and resonate as a child, but then like there comes a point to where like. Everything that he's experienced builds up, builds up, and he he most likely had a like you said made kids uncomfortable, had a fucking mental breakdown, and just couldn't handle it anymore, and um, and then finally you know at the very end we we figure out what happened. He basically not only experienced his parents burning to fucking death, but also his uncle was um, for as far as we can tell, like was not only like sexually abusing him, but like kidnapping kids, killing them, abusing them as well. Because like at the very end, he he conf- you know he gets confronted by him, and it's like this really fucking awful sequence. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Uh, like you know, I won't give you exact details, but like it's literally between him and um, him, and then finally like um, that's where we also get to see where that kid that's been missing. He's in. A, he's literally stuffed into a fucking like huge like um, like chest chest. Yeah, essentially like a ship's chest or whatever. Yeah, like the, the uncle had kidnapped him, and and like uh, like. On on the surface, his uncle seems like pleasant. They just, but also like really, also gross. But just like emotionally <laughs> manipulative. Like he seems like he's he's saying certain things, like he, like he's emotionally like teasing him. Like how he leaves out the newspaper face up with the boy's missing picture on it and says stuff like you know the old 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 military barracks are black as sin. Like yeah. he's obviously. It's feeding into for you, the viewer, to think like, okay, the, the, is the main guy actually up to something? But also, like, he's like a, 
torturing his nephew. Yeah, because his nephew, like, every time he went somewhere, a point of interest is because that's where a crime happened, where his uncle had done something. Mm -hmm. And that was him, like, literally revisiting his childhood, trying to confront his past and get rid of it to finally fucking let go of it. He just just can't because it's so just – it's like – it's just so fucking – I, I think the it, it's so because we're making fun of how he moves, but his face. I would say one thing I thought was great about this actor was that his face. He looked like he was absolutely fucking terrified the entire time. I mean, and he, he was in he pain, very uncomfortable. He looks so in pain and terrified because of what he's carrying, and, and um, you know, he. It's oh man, that's what I really like. Like this study of this person and his psyche, I I really appreciated that, and um. Like um, there was a there was a scene that I told them was my favorite was the um, where he was confronting the bag with possum in it and he he put it in the middle of the trees where the trees were made a perfect like spider legs image it was really good and really well done the lighting too was really really well done um, I mean like you guys said the 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 way it was shot was gorgeous and like really like the whole like. Though everything being like rotten, decaying, burnt up, you know, it's all it's all plays into like like this is his past, this is his childhood. It's nothing like there's no sweetness to it. I mean, he even gets a candy that makes him fucking vomit because it's not like candy is supposed to you know represent that sweetness that bring back like some kind of familiarity and nostalgia to childhood, and it's it doesn't bring that. It's rotten. It's, it's a, like a giant like green olive that like sitting in this like. <laughs> Dookie soap jar. Like, I can't. Full, I it can't, looked like it was full of formaldehyde. Honestly. I cannot stress enough how gross looking. It, I mean, everything is just wet and cold and dirty and gross. I felt like my body was just like felt grimy. Yeah, because like they did a good job of just like, hey, we want to see how dilapidated this part of England looks. Here you go. <laughs> like, man, it was um. Yeah, that that's what I really really enjoyed about it, and and I, I mean it's not really a happy ending per se, but it ends in a like he not only confronts his trauma, but he's also confronting his fucking uncle. So like and, there's there's a there's a resolution. Yeah, there's a resolution, and uh, it was funny too because even in the end he he um he gets possum back because he tried to burn him and possum didn't burn and he was holding the head, which I thought was interesting too. You know like. The poss- possum's head. Whenever you get, you do get a good look at it. It's modeled after his face. Yeah, which I, is... I thought he was going to make out with it at one point. Yeah, no. Uh, there was all these just really great moments of like him just tossing the fucker, <laughs> and like the music too. The music, especially when possum appears, you know he's appearing because the the music just gets really high pitched and eerie. So it's really, um, it's really good. The sequence too, when possum is hunting him, very. Um... You see like these liar, these like spider legs, like peek around the corner like you know. just white ghostly head just boop pop and plus like honestly any of the places that he visited they're spooky enough on their own yeah like I'm not walking around in any of these places yeah for real and um yeah that's um or I really um really liked it and um any final thoughts um I would say uh this, this to me it, it I would say recommend it to the right person who has like a 
an interest in like something that's more mercurial, slow, uh, um, not, not as dialogue intensive. Uh, if you have, if you're open for that, like a more artistic. Yeah, yeah. Because I should, I should say, because like you know, not everybody not liking it completely expected. Because I mean, it, it's it's so slow and it's you know. It's very, and then artsy. on top of that, it's dealing with subject matter that is very intense, very Child sexual trauma. Like yeah. that's pretty rough. Yeah, and that ambiguity really like that's kind of why I give it that four stars. Because while I think that ambiguity is effective, I don't really care for that. To to a to a sense, like it's too like it's one of those things where like at least for me, for ambiguity to work, I have to be able to buy or have to find every or as many of versions of the uh and as many readings of the text compelling as possible yeah and for me i feel like the one where he is actually a predator no really i feel like to me that kind of cheapens a lot of what the movie's going yeah I, I bring this up because i i was looking into like other opinions about this film and one person who i thought was interesting about because you know, for the most part, we have the same kind of like um, idea of what's happening, and uh, but there, but there was another. T- they had another take to it that like, oh well, you know, this guy he is a predator just like his uncle. Like he he abuses and he is a complicit as well. And that's also like his complicity is also a possibility. But at the same time, he's a fucking kid. So like, you know. So like, I mean, I mean, I think that is a possible reading, and plus. You know, there have been reports that show there in certain cases, certain abused people have turned out to be abused as well. That's, obviously, that's not every single person that has been abused, but like that is something that has happened, and that's one reading of it. I personally don't read it that way. I think he's just a very a, troubled, a man. very sad, troubled. Yeah, person. no, that's exactly how I read it. But because of that personal, like after seeing that, and like, like I was like, okay. That's interesting and definitely, like, I think that's kind of troublesome from the film. But I still enjoy it and I recommend it. But, you know, a cautious recommend for those who are um, more sensitive to things like that. Yeah. Or just, like, this isn't their film. It's just not their cup of tea. Ah, uh, yeah. So this will be Colt's film. Yay! So uh, lead us into that. Uh, my pick for this first part is Robert Java's The Sadness. Uh takes place in Taiwan. Uh, it's, My notes, fucker. I, I'm, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> is Taiwan, like, politically a country? A Taiwan's city? a country. Okay, I know, but, I, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, like, like, there is... We'll, we'll, you'll, you'll, have, you'll have people, like, China um, themselves, they don't... And, and I think maybe the UN, they don't recognize Taiwan as a country, and that's very problematic because Taiwan and their people, Okay, you know... Yeah, yeah. Well, they're in the country Taiwan. Uh, <laughs> it's called the sadness. Well, because uh, whenever you are infected with the sadness, you become a terrible monster of uh, your former self. You do all these t- criminal acts. The worst thing you can think of, and even more, because the virus apparently makes you more creative. It makes you sadistic. And the way you fucking do things. Uh, There's content warnings for this. Yeah, so definitely content for this portion, like gruesome violence, sexual violence. (laughs) Rape, um, implied, you know, (laughs) child death, like a lot of just fucked up shit. Um, Yeah, so very much like, and it's like 
Oh, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I, there was smoke. I, I was like, I saw vapors, and I was like, is, <laughs> is that smoke? What? Like, I, I was afraid. Like, oh, oh no. Yeah. No, um. So yeah. Um. No. So like, just keep that in mind, and like, you very like, uh, it. <laughs> it's very disturbing. So yeah. Yeah, this movie, like uh, Wenzel, is not going to be for everyone. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say what I give it. I give it three and a half stars because I love zombie movies, and I think this is like one of the best zombie movies in the way it handles the action, the gore, and just how fucking scary it was. It was a genuinely scary movie that I was worried for everyone's involvement. Mm-hmm. It's effective. It's, it's definitely very intense and just like, I'm white knuckling this whole ride. Yeah, for real. And uh, <laughs> it would be higher. My score probably would be four and a half stars if they just did not rape things. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I I, I, I thought it was fucking stupid because I was looking up this movie and one of the things I saw where somebody on Reddit was like was like, "Here's my issues with the sadness. Um, all of the rape is implied." No, 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 no. What they meant by implied was that literally the scene, this that one scene in the hospital with the eye, literally, he was like, You don't actually get to see it, motherfucker. You want to see that? There was a bald man raping a dead body in the street. I know, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, what do you mean? Like, you want them to actually show this. Disgusting fucking acts, and, like, and, I, like, and there was shit in the subway, in the train, like, uh, it, yeah, exactly. Like, it's on screen. It's on screen. Like, he, he was like, w- we didn't see any genitals. So, I, like, I, I, I mean, what, I, you I can't. Feel like, I feel like we're, we're getting lost for the trees. Uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead with our round circle, JJ. Okay, so like, like, like we said, it's very. Like, I get what it's trying to do. It's very effective. Uh, and I and I also pride myself on you know I don't get very squeamish when it comes to gore. Woo, the gore effects in this are really good, and <laughs> who they made me queasy. Uh, however, like it was just I was like it was just so uncomfortable. Like the and I know that's the point, but there there's a part of it that kind of just feels like oh we're just trying to be edgy. And then, and, and like, it's like 90 minutes of just, like, nonstop. Just, yeah. And, and, and it go, it's a movie that goes, like, I was I was really vibing with the movie. And then it goes from zero to 4,000 <laughs> yeah. in, like, three seconds. And I'm like, holy shit, this is really nasty. Uh, it's, it's so, uh, I, I, like, like I, I'm sitting at a two and a half. Yeah, and it's mostly just because, like, like, like it's, it's like well shot, well acted, everything. There's just some shit I don't need to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I there mean, was a that's lot. very fair. I absolutely, and, and I do, and then like I don't say this a lot. I do think the movie definitely crosses the line multiple times to where it's just like I can't enjoy it or personally recommend it. Yeah. Um. So like, also. I, I guess for a simple plot thing, um, it's literally about this. We follow this couple. Um, they're all experiencing this outbreak, this pandemic in different points. And it's kind of following them trying to reunite. That's that's the main plot. Uh, for me, I gave it 3.5 as well. Um, I do like it because like the gore, the practical effects is really fucking good. I also looked where 
it took them actually um, the practical effects team like three months to come up with like artificial heads, prosthesis, organs, like blood, other props. Fuck the blood. There was so much goddamn blood. That was my favorite part about this movie is the amount of blood in the bloody scenes. There's like three scenes in this movie that is just nothing but people covered in blood. Just like covered in blood. Slipping on blood, just pools of blood. Like I'm just imagining, just like someone off camera with that fire hose, just like just spraying blood. <laughs> like out. It, it's mm-hmm. like it's comical. And the thing is, too, there's a really funny shot of the director standing in their subway or their train set, where like the whole fucking thing's just bloody. It's it's <laughs> fucking it's hilarious. And um, yeah. So like likes, I, I like the gore. I like the zombie concept, even though technically they're not zombies. They're just really fucking crazy because they, while they do participate in acts of cannibalism, it's not like they need it as sustenance. They're not actually like, they're just, seeking it out. It's just like oh, if the if the mood strikes, it's like let's just like eat some people up. It's yeah. more just like it just makes you incredibly violent and destructive. Yeah, set design. I mean, we're looking at like just. Uh, our main uh, male lead, he is he's he's traveling mostly through the countryside, but our, our main sets are like a hospital and train. I, I thought that was great. Right, and, these are real places, and and the performances, the performances were great too. Yeah, like yeah. That, this, you really feel like the heroin and just like the struggles they go through. Like that, everybody was really good. I like man, the the old guy. I really wanted to bash his head in. Too. Yeah, they that old man did too bastard. I was like, God, fuck. He, and, and then, like, the further the movie gets, like, the more monstrous he looks, and just, oh, I just wanted to fucking slot, just beat beat him to because death. Because he was such a shit. contract just the sadness, like, they don't change much. Like, they get, like, really, like, red puppy. It kind of looks like they got spread by, like, pepper spray, and, like, they have, like, completely black eyes, and or, like, this, like, this really kind of deranged face, but, yeah. like... They don't like mutate. Like, like yeah, it looks like they were crying. It, yeah, because like, they were. Because like the first like basically sign of it is they when they start crying, it happens. Like they get it. And um, yeah, what I disliked was the rape. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, which which is basically eighty percent of this. I mean, movie. a lot of it. Eighty percent of the fucking movie is just nothing but rape. Like it's insane. And that's where I'm like, really? Didn't you have to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Um, I wouldn't say 80%, but it's a lot. I would say 80 I would. I would say 80%. There's not, a, there's not rape happening <laughs> okay, for 80% we're, 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 we're not doing the figures on sexual assault in this movie. There's a, just know there's a lot of it in there. there so we'll just leave it at that. Um, but I will, I will say, like, in, in terms of, like, the movie itself, like, I, I, did, I did enjoy... Like I mean, enjoy. Like it's just, it's a weird <laughs> thing to say you enjoy. Like it's still a, a and a well made movie. And then there's there's definitely some sequences that are just like, like I feel like a gut punch. But I do think like you get enough breath between these sort of set pieces of brutality. You kind of like to get your wind back. So like it's not just like ninety minutes of just like nonstop brutality. Yeah. But like it's still it's still an intense ride. You're just not like wrung out by the end of it. But it's also like. It's not a happy journey, and just sort of. And plus, I, one thing I was surprised by, I kind of thought it's going to be Jim trying to get back to Cat the whole movie. But like, honestly, I feel like it's a a pretty a fairly even split. Maybe airing more towards Cat's perspective. Yeah. Of, of, oh yeah. Of the journey, and it's just sort of interesting to see like people just like getting by by the skin of their teeth, and like. Helping people out, like you know, when 
and the subway fiasco when um cat runs into molly and she gets attacked and like keeping up with her and keep trying to keep her safe throughout this whole debacle and he had this old ass business dude who's like the taiwanese mr x and just like he's just running after him the whole time yeah oh my gosh and but like it's still really interesting and like Right off the bat, Jim has a rough time when his neighbor runs at him with those heads clippers oh. and chops two of his fingers off. <sighs> like, and I knew that was going to happen too because he put his hand in between the blades. I'm like, there's like opportunity, like right there. Um, also, too, the fucking ah man, like there's so many things that just fucking that fuck me up, and specifically the one where Jim encounters those kids beating on that old man, uh, not that old man, the man. And at some point, like, because I got it's it's batshit wild. I got to talk about it. But they like grab him, they tie barbed wire on a metal pole, and then they have him like crotch facing this metal pole with barbed wire, ram him right into it, and then and like the thing is, is like Jim saves him, quote unquote. I'm like, guy, you gotta kill this guy because like, I, if I was him, I would be asking for like, that. The man he's he's talking about, he was just he's so he's beat to a buddy pole, and then the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? I was about to bust my load, like. Kill him! Kill him now! <laughs> and meaning that the guy that they were, he thought he was being beat up on, like he was, he's been turned. He's too. been so infected like, too. Just like teenage band of hoodlums, one who's like doing some kung fu shit, kung fu with, and then immediately gets kicked once and just fucking runs away. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was good uh, that part. I guess if I have any, any qualms other than just like, uh, hey, just content, it's a lot. Um, I think there are there are like some contrivances in the movie, but it's not like enough to like oh fuck that. But like how main girl she's getting attacked by old man, and then all of a sudden the door opens with the scientist in, and there's like a scientist who's figuring all this out, and just like okay, there's that. And I will say the the scanner's head exploding of the president yeah. was funny, but it feels like it was a little over the top. <laughs> was it? I, I, mean, I liked it. I, I thought mean, that like, was fucking I, funny. I, I, I mean, that, yeah, I, I'm with Winslow. I think that was that was one of my favorite parts. I mean, of like, the movie. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad, but like, for, for me personally, it felt that felt a little tonally dissonant from the rest of the. I movie. see what you're saying because the way that part was filmed, it felt like a skit. Yeah, because the camera they used for that was different than the camera they used for like the entire the the rest of the film. Yeah, it looks like it, it was shot for like Mad TV in two thousand two. It, it lo- definitely, yeah, it definitely felt like they were using like a camera you would actually use for live, you know, like footage or a live like conference. And I guess like you know, it's, it's neat they have like that distinction in visuals. Yeah, uh, but you know, the head effect kaboom, like straight up scanners. It was. It was good. I'm not saying that's bad, but to me, like that was such a, yeah. a little bit weird. I kind of like this feels a little too comical. But no, of course. But I do think like there's still like as dark as this movie is, there's still like some genuinely funny moments. Yeah, oh yeah, the when little the, nerdy man that's got boobies on his phone, anime boobies, anime boobies. When like when he uh, closes the door on them and Molly punches him in the face, and then when he um, whenever Molly is getting treated and he has to put like little tissues in his nose, he's like drama queen. She has her eyes stabbed out. Like, motherfucker. Like, literally, she has a gaping hole where her eyes is. Or another bit when, like, the nurse is, like, carefully treating her and, like, wheeling her away. And he's like, what about me? It's not broken. You're fine. Yeah, she just, like, not broken. Like, <laughs> he was such a piece of shit. And they, a... and they just kept um, picking on him. And he 
he got his. He, he, got, he was, got what he deserved. That was my favorite scene in the whole movie, where he's getting his penis ground up. Yeah, that was so like, good. Yeah. Well, he gets held down by like the sad people, and then Molly, who at this point's been turned after her uh, <laughs> incident with the old man, takes like the electric bone saw and just like, Meh, and then just just. Gunk and blood are just everywhere. Everywhere. Like, going back to the blood, too, that fucking train scene where this guy gets stabbed once. Once in the fucking neck, just blood shoots out like a fucking geyser. It's like, if you've ever seen the the original Nightmare on Elm Street where Johnny Depp gets sucked into the bed, just just crack a geyser. Yeah. Geyser. It's that level of blood. It's (laughs) insane, and I love that. Uh, I will say something else I love, too, and I was telling Cole about this, is that, you know, despair at, at certain points can be very, very tiring, and I do appreciate in this movie how, you know, despair and, like, I mean, there was, like, no hope. Basically, it was it was a very hopeless film, and like the, that kind of like terror and hopelessness, I do appreciate in certain you know things. Um, but when you couple that with the shit that happened, it's like, well, I got it. Like, I got to take some you know points back. Um, because because I, I definitely know like a lot like with these types of film, like a lot of people just like, well, if everything's just so bleak and everyone's so evil and it's just so hopeless what's the point in me caring about what happens and the like the darkness and like this darkness like apathy that gets turned on because like well what's the point of paying attention if like it's just just people being ground into hamburger meat like yeah i mean i can say like it's yeah. too bleak to care about which i do i always do like the idea of that like if there was scenarios where like there's just you know absolute fucking bleakness well, what happens when you put a fucker that's like absolutely like you know he's good in a sense but also like just doesn't fuck with it you know like i i do like that that wasn't in this but that's like something like in my like you know my that's own a way you could sort of combat yeah like that in my own personal taste i really like that concept and like obviously we couldn't apply to this but i would like to see that more um well pat what was your rating uh three and a half three and a half? okay so we all or except for you yeah. we all went three and a half yeah I mean, it's fair. And I will say, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie, vibes are immaculate. <laughs> yeah, vibes were immaculate. Old-ass woman spitting on people and, oh, burning the dude. Dude, that was crazy. That was gnarly. That was fucking gnarly. The yeah, that, that was just like, ooh. That, ooh. Because, uh, yeah, because, like, growing. you see, like, this old-ass lady. She kind of looks like the old lady from X. She's just, like, stringy she hair does. and, like, yeah. messy nightgown. You see, you see her on the rooftop, and he looks away. And she like bats man, Batman's out of the way, <laughs> and then he's just—they're just, just kind of like going through the town, you know, seeing the little like setups. Okay, shit's about to go down, and he goes to, like the neighborhood like cafe, and is like, "Yeah, I'll get you know breakfast, whatever." And then old lady shows up, and is like, "He's covered," and everybody just nobody noticed because everybody's like on their phone. Everybody's on their goddamn phone. Damn millennials. <laughs> Damn millennials. And then there's one guy's just like, "Hey, hey, did you see that?" And <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah." And then she just like ugh, just coughs up gunk on one dude, and then takes a the cook, a, a, oh, the a, fryer, a fryer that's filled with it looks like molasses. The grease is so thick, dumps it on the cook's head. You just see his face melt. She like rips off, the pulls melted. it off, just like she's pulling off fucking cheese off a pizza. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's like there's some pretty gnarly stuff. It, like I'll say, if you're if if I were to recommend it, if you have a taste. You know, you can get past the sexual violence. You know, that's your that's your call. 
But if like you're a gore hound and like a splatter punk type person, like it's you'll probably you. you'll yeah. probably enjoy yeah. this movie, you know, and, and just like the action of it. Yeah, I will say too. Um, Pat was telling us about a comic that he he thought it was similar to was Crossed, and I looked it up. It turns turns out that it's heavily influenced by Crossed. It's kind of the same. I mean, it's the same thing where people get infected and they're just fucking sadistic. You know, they, they, they just do the most profane like monstrous things possible. And, and that's you know it's like no that makes sense because that's that's what this movie pulled from as as a as a reference. Yep. Um. And that comic was also written by Garth Ennis, which makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, because he he wrote the boys, and those those are both <laughs> very dark <laughs> uh, comic books. Yep. Um. Any final thoughts? Um. Solid film. Just know there's a lot of fucked up shit in it. Yeah. yeah and and. and it's exhausting, or at least it was for me. Yeah. So definitely, I would say definitely have a nice palate cleanser standing by after the movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, and now we have one final movie to be discussing today. This was JoJo's pick, and uh, tell us about that. After the break. last movie to discuss and that will be jojo's pick so why don't you get into what it was about so i decided to i was originally <laughs> yeah yeah let's uh let's oh talk yeah about a little bit what could have been what could have been uh almost uh the one that got away the one that got away uh i, I was kind of having a hard time coming up with a movie i'm like why do i want to pick and then uh I thought it'd be funny as a halfway as a bit. It was like, hey guys, what if I recommend Cannibal Holocaust? And I received absolutely zero pushback <laughs> yeah, like, whatsoever. Yeah, and, and I'm like, y- y'all know about the. Y- 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 yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we're. And then we get there, and then JoJo's like, are you sure you guys don't want to back out as they're blocking the door? (laughs) (laughs) JoJo was giving very mixed messages with their body language. Yep. Um, However, after we watch The Sadness, I'm like, okay, I don't want to add real-life animal violence to that list, so I decided to change it. And instead, I chose a movie from 2018 directed by Gaspar Noé's Climax. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is about a French dance troupe as they're getting ready to take their uh, their little dancing jig to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, they decide to throw a party, and uh, yeah, it shit. was one of the greatest parties of all time. Project X. It, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot that movie existed. But uh, yeah, and things. Uh, go a little south. Uh, yeah. So, what did everybody think? <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Uh, I gave it four and a half out of five. I fucking loved it. I thought it was really fucking good. It's, um, you know, it's A24. So, immediately I'm like, okay, yeah, never mind. It's good. No. Um, but I had remembered that whenever this film was like came out in 2018, I remember hearing so much about it. So much division about it, especially like 
um, since it's an A24 film, like, people were like, oh, you know, of course it's artsy, and of course, blah, 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 but, yeah, and, like, um, I knew that the, the main, the lead actress would be Sofia Batella, and I know, like, she's an incredible dancer, and I knew it was about dance, so I was like, okay. You everybody... might know her from a little movie called 2017's The Mummy. Yeah, yeah the, the Mummy, <laughs> she was a gazelle in The First Kingsman, and she uh, played also... A fucking alien, one of the lead aliens in a Star Trek movie. And um, for Cajun Greatness fans out there, she's uh, the co-lead in Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Go, go oh, check yeah. that episode out. A little cross-branding work for you. And I knew I knew it was like something about dance, and I knew like maybe there were some thriller, some horror aspects to it, and like I, I didn't know where it would win. And um, I, I assumed also, too, there would be a lot of blood because there's a lot of red. There wasn't a lot of blood, but there was a lot of red for a reason. And... Um, yeah, I really like it. I love the dancing. I love how um, Noe, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Noe. I love how he incorporated the text into um, the film. I thought that was really cool. The shots, the shots were great. The cinematography really made you feel disoriented and tired. Very deliberate uh, cinematography Very choices. physical very fast and violent. Very, yes. Every dancing. time I was so concerned somebody was about to get Hit in the fucking face, but that didn't happen. Worse stuff happens. These are all <laughs> these are all professional dancers. They know the the limits of their uh, yeah. gyrations. Um, I enjoy myself with this movie. I I haven't quite landed if I'm gonna stick with three and a half or bump it up to a four. But it's still a really good time uh, dancing. Hey, everybody's a really good dancer. Everybody's a really good dancer. You know, shocker. Um, like they're really serving this whole movie. Um, Really inventive uses of credits throughout the film, like a lot of just like color washes, uh, and just like like a really interesting type of storytelling. How a lot of it is uh, unique and like have like these big dance sequences that are like kind of like free form. They're just letting them go, and these very segmented back and forth pieces of like different characters interacting and talking shit, and just like you know being you know very hot people. Um, <laughs> I will say, if there's any sort of, I guess, I guess drawbacks, it's probably it's definitely gonna be like a more personal basis because I can see someone watching this film and just fucking hated it because like it's very avant garde, it's very different from a like a, a traditional movie structure and movie presentation, very French uh, art film. But like if you if you if you have an interest and have a a taste in those types of movies. I think you'll enjoy it, but like I can see someone just, just not be in their movie at all. Yeah. And not for like any sort of like content triggers either. Just like just the presentation of the film. Yeah. I, I would say there's probably some trigger warnings in here. I mean, too. to be sure, but that, yeah. to me that, to me that wouldn't be the barrier to entry. No, no. I, I would just like for reference, there are some, you Yeah, know, there's um, definitely like some, Suggest- sexual misconduct and suggestive like, yeah. like blood and some I don't know if I should say that trigger warning because it's a spoiler we're we doing spoilers I, yeah I mean it's spoiler yeah a child the- death <laughs> which whoo god I, mean, I, was, I wasn't gonna say that I was start talking about the sexual stuff like I mean child death's triggering and mostly the brother was he dead I mean I think to me he was, was taking a nap forever nap uh, cool. Let us know. I gave it four stars. It's my favorite movie of the batch this time around. Uh, really enjoyed this movie. I thought uh, the dancing was crazy. The soundtrack, 
soundtrack was, was fucking banging. They got Aphex Twin and Daft Punk in it. So I'm automatically dancing. I didn't move. I can't move. <laughs> uh, and uh, just all around, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, there were some sketchy parts. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, intentionally provocative yeah. and uncomfortable. And then there was one funny part that Wendell just did not notice. I don't know. I, I thought Wenzel was making a bit when he didn't see this moment. No, in the I, middle of the screen, there was a woman just standing there pissing in the floor. No, like, I was like, I was literally watching Sophia Batella and the guy who plays David or whatever. I was not paying attention. I had cut or I had looked at the woman's psych, whatever. Um, I was just literally looking at her face. I was like, why is she just standing there? Whatever. And then I went back to looking at the two. And then, you know, I, like shit's like going down. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit's really going down. But why is this the trigger? And then there, and then somebody says like something about like she was just pissing right there. I was like, what? I was like, who? I mean, the girl, like she had a two liter of Coke behind her back. Just just like a cow pissing on a flat rock. Like. And it is in that moment where the movie starts to go sour. Yeah, because that's when you realize, okay, anybody with any sort of, I guess, sense of decency wouldn't just piss on a dance floor. And that's where we realize, like, oh, they got spiked with yeah, LSD. Some, uh, someone, as we'll, we'll probably get to later, someone uh, spiked the sangria that they were drinking with LSD. And so it's just like, what, 15, 20 people all in various states of tripping. And then some people, like Joseph said, some people's having a grand old time. And some people, it's the worst night of their fucking <laughs> life. And some, and more than a few people die. Yeah, it was crazy. And it's, also, apparently, based on true events. Yeah. A, a le- it's like a French urban legend or uh, something like yeah. that. But, like, it's, like, dubious on whether... It, all it is is, like... Uh, Someone spiked the punch in a dance troupe, and they were stranded, and they were all tripping balls. Yeah. But I think, like, the urban legend wasn't like, oh, and then they killed each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just turned to, like, this slaughterhouse thing. It, yeah, and it, it's a really intense movie. Just, like, the lighting and, and the cinematography is very in-your-face, claustrophobic. You Disorientating, fit- especially in, the, in that final, like hell sequence yeah yeah when the camera's literally upside down for the last like 20 minutes and it's of the just movie nothing but red and black and fleshy mounds and fucking and, and sucking screaming and crying like yeah um <laughs> yeah it's uh because because there's like like there's two sequences that are basically one take one shot if you want to call it that and then the middle sequence is like kind of Go, or sorry, the beginning sequence is like between like the different dancers, then the middle sequence between the dancers, and then the final sequence is going from the different dancers again. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, I, I thought that was really well done too, like that the use of that. And because the movie opens up with like in the frame like a TV, and on either side there's like movies and books. And yeah, like that, I, I I noticed that I took a picture because I was like I was trying to remember I was going to try to remember to bring that up. Um, and, and them being like like well known like horror and like you know darker films. Um, notably, Possession. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Possession, Suspiria, Harikiri. Um, oh, I, I know I saw Dario Argento's name on one of, the, and these it's are like Suspiria. like clamshell. Oh yeah, yeah. 
like VHS. And the thing is, too, is like all of these films, they're dark and they're also very fucking physical as well. Like, I mean, Suspiria also includes dance yeah. as well. Yeah, it's set in the dance. And the, and the remake of Suspiria, like, focuses more on the dance aspect. Of- and, then, and then the possession, too. There's, like, a very physical scene in there where, like, you could consider that a dance as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I appreciate those. You know, that was an obvious hark into those, and I like that. Yeah. Hey, uh, and in this, this scene, they're, uh, basically all, everyone's getting an interview. And so you get to kind of get an idea for the characters. I mean... I've seen the movie twice. I still don't know half their names. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, just a, it's like, a large cast. Like a rap, not rapid fire, but just like one after the other. Like the first like 20 minutes is just doing these little head, talking head bits of like yeah. all the dancers. And some of them don't talk again. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, because like there's like, like the really femme black man, one of the dancers, he's he's just vibing the whole movie. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> yeah, vibing. Yeah, probably the best night. And then like the, one of the last girls that's interviewed, not vibing, uh, Catches on fire. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she, she's because like the movie opens after that. It's just this big protracted uh, choreographed dance scene. It's like basically they're all kind of like going in, you know, working together in this one scene, but also like to have like individual moments and like everybody's fucking surveyed in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody. Like, I mean, you know, th- th- everybody's a trained dancer. You can clearly tell. Yeah. And, and like uh, apparently a big portion of this movie was improvised obviously the dancing wasn't that had to be very choreographed but like apparently a lot of the actors had a lot of autonomy with what who their characters were and how their stories were going to go and then they just sort of had to map out the route yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean the camera to was me going. that led to the authenticity because you know they all the interactions felt sincere like this is like i mean obviously this is a very like heightened environment and scenario but like <coughs> these are sort of conversations i can conceivably see like this mass group of like 20 somethings who are like very accomplished in the field and getting ready to have a wild and crazy night for to go on a, a a trip like to me that felt real yeah. yeah i was really hoping though we get another fucking dance scene to be like we gotta dance out the lsd <laughs> Like oh man. honestly, that probably would have saved the day. But oh yeah, it, yeah. It, so that that's the alternate ending where they just like they're just, just like dancing and just like literally drops the LSD or like I was about to say because like it would have been really cool if they did a shot where like it's just all red darkness and they're just all fucking dancing and it's like these really like good shadows and silhouettes. I think that would have been really cool. That like that was my like idea of like oh man, this would be a cool scene. Yeah, th- that, this is that's our fix of the movie <laughs> everybody lives edition yeah i mean you know and well, what's we, tito and tito, somehow tito still, and his mom the little kid still dies somehow yeah <laughs> God. his mom still kills kills herself yeah oh yeah suicide suicide yeah, yeah be careful uh <laughs> i love how yeah trigger warning but we're not gonna be really coherent was like where this falls but like blanket trigger warning they'll be in the description you're we're at the end game of the show you made it this far uh, thanks for sticking with, but yeah, I, I think like the only line that was written in, in the interview sequence in particular was the line where the girl was like, Oh yeah, I'm leaving Berlin to get away from the drugs, specifically LSD. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. oh, that's fucking interesting because then like, if like knowing that, like you could have probably easily narrowed down who the fuck spiked because like it's, it's essentially yeah. like just who done it in a way kind of yeah because like literally after they realize that they've been poisoned so to speak they literally start kind of tearing each other apart and 
trying to figure out like who did. And there's like two people they sort of pin their group sort of aggression on for like possibly not not possibly them because they didn't drink. But then one sort of just like not a drink, and the other is revealed to be pregnant. And the first guy they find, they just throw him out in the cold. Yeah, well, and, and like I think the reason he he doesn't drink was because he was Muslim. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's uh, like for the most part, the movie is just like a bunch of dancers tripping balls and having a very, very, very not good, terrible, bad day. <laughs> But the, apparently there may be some weird, like, nationalist readings to I was, look into. I was about to say. Because there are some lines of, like, very pro or anti-France. And, and like, the first guy they throw out a, a Muslim guy. A, a lot of the people who get brutalized are very marginal people. I was about to say, because, like, I, what I really like this, too, was, like, in a way you can also take, like, kind of the same, kind of the same thing with, like, politics and, like, nationalism like how you kind of had in the sadness but with this where like you know you had you had several characters like saying like oh i fucking hate that flag you know the french flag and then you had people like oh why doesn't he drink why didn't he drink you know throw him out it's because he's muslim and then somebody who like um who uh wanted uh who was pregnant who possibly may have wanted their child you know she ended up like i mean getting fucking the shit being out of her and then you had like people like yelling at her like kill yourself kill yourself kill yourself it's like what the fuck and just like and then people like oh i've never worked with gay people before i'm kind of scared like all this different like you really get to see like even like with the lsd you really get to see these people like in their um um what's the word it's like it's, it's, it's like a very frank like i guess microcosm of people like one thing i did think was really cool about this it's a very like diverse film like it's like kind of kind of half people color half white it's like it's a very large cast and very diverse cast which i think is great uh and and i feel like it shows like a wide swath of people some people are really cool some people are really gross and people it's like what the fuck's wrong with you yeah because, and like yeah. that's not bad to showcase that like it's just like gives you a very big breadth to feel the you know because like it's not interesting to watch a movie where everybody's like has correct politics and like correct views like you there has to be some kind of drama between that. Yeah, and then we get to really see, like, all these characters show their inhumanities. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was really good. It is, uh, and then the lighting, the music. It, to me, everything about this comes together really well. Uh, uh, I had a point and I fucking lost it. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> um,. Well, we have time. Yeah, think we have it. time. We're on so, someone, someone pick uh, up. I, I, I think another point of contention might possibly be it's like whether or not this would be considered horror in a traditional sense. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, it's not, you know, like, there's, like, monsters and stuff like that or, like, ghosts. But, like... There's incest. There's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely incest. Oh, yeah, that's there's, definitely there's, part there's of the another, horror genre. There's, there's another late trigger. But, like... Because it's it's kind of like, well, this is just like a crazy dance party and like shit goes crazy. So like, what's scary about that? But like, obviously it's very disorientating and like uncomfortable. So like I can see in like a broader sense, this could be construed as horror. And plus like, obviously when you go into more international like film markets, they have a much more, a much more broad interpretation of what genre is. And like, I know in America it's, it could seem a little pigeonholed as, oh, it's just, like, gloopy, gloppy monsters and, like, killers. And, like, that still has a place in it. But, like, I do appreciate this sort of a bigger sense of what 
can be terrifying because like imagine you're at a party and then someone you're just dosed with a high volume of a hallucinogenic drug and you can't you can't stop it. Like you're just stuck on this ride and you can't get off. Yeah. And that, that's what makes psyche just like a fucking monster because you can't just slip that into people. Spoiler. Without... She did it. She yeah. was the one that did it. This oh, girl did it. Yeah. And, and watching her in the background the second time through. Oh, she is awful. Yeah. Cause she's just, she's just watching the world burn. She's just like literally like sipping her fucking drink. Yeah. Cause she, cause like I, I didn't realize it till after the film. Like she's just literally, or whenever we're, we realize that she's the one that did it. She's just standing there. You all right? <coughs> Sorry. No, you're f- no, 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 don't die on us, Pat. Uh, anyway, um, Oh, fuck my sangria. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, she's just standing there. She's the only one that's not absolutely tripping fucking balls. Like, for, like she's, like, you know, there's some she's, people are just, like, vibing. Like, they're just dancing or whatever. But she's just, like. She's absolutely, like, she's the only one that wasn't on the floor. Just, like, and, writhing and, and it's very, like bestial. It's, like, a very, like. Get like that's like giving away like oh she was the fucker that did it and like too whenever she's um talking to her a girlfriend she's just like she's just like you're just fucking boring and just she looks being like the absolute just being, worst. Just being an asshole and like looking bored and that's where it's like fuck she like she's somebody who wants to stir shit cause shit so how does she do that spikes the fucking sangria and, and like what else does she do she's in the middle of the fucking floor just like. A- just a gallon of pisses. And, like, too, like, uh, our main girl, Selva, uh, Sophia Patella, she's like, do you want to clean up? Just fucking looks at her like, why? Like why, would I, like, why would I clean up? Kind of, like, lays a towel, like, over her feet, over the piss puddle. And, like, she doesn't fucking care. And just like, fuck. And, and, and to me, like, it's interesting to sort of watch, like, all these different interactions as they sort of, like, morph and just the intersection of all these characters and <clears throat> and like kind of the end goal because like you know or just like watch the background sometimes because like you can see because I, I know there's one point after they're attacking the woman who's revealed to be pregnant who they believe kind of spite the drink I can notice uh, a great character daddy like this heavy set like kind of femme presenting black man kind of shove off um, I think Riley's like this like very femme twink off to kind of like set up this the next sort of like sequence of story where Riley's like being very forceful trying to come on to David who's like very like I like to have lots of sex and be gross and mean and it's like this dude's straight and this dude's gay and he's trying to mack on this straight dude and it's like how everybody's kind of problematic in a different way yeah yeah and just uh it's interesting seeing like their interviews and especially those one-on-one interactions, how those dialogue, those little dialogue segments lead into what happens later on yeah. and how it informs their character. It's like, yeah, it's like, ah. Uh. Oh, fuck. The, the dance sequence where it's the shot from above, the bird's eye view, that was really good too. Yeah, I forgot and, about that. And, and yeah, like that, and then that's where the, the credits. The dance circle sequence. Yeah, where it's the, uh, it's the, like Wenzel said, shot from the ceiling. And, and and it's interesting watching it as it slowly gets more primal. Yeah. Like like and, and like like Wenzel noted as we were watching it, like the circle was getting like smaller, getting closer and closer, and like more and then, scary because like <clears throat> somebody would get fucking hit. 
Yeah, because like like we said, they're very like demonstrative, and they're just like limbs, like literally windmilling, doing contortions at like breakneck speed. And um, I forget this girl's name, but she was Psyche's girlfriend. How she's just like throwing herself in ground, <laughs> just like slapping her pussy. And, she like, literally slaps her fucking vagina and on the floor. She's just hitting it. And it's just like yeah. And then like that's when like at least for me, I really started to notice like that's when like it starts to air more to like everybody's like getting so like really rowdy because like when it's like her turns over they literally drag her out of this yeah <laughs> fuck <laughs> and then like more and more people start coming in and they're just like dance battling at each other and then like by the end of it many people are on the floor and then just everyone's like, like oh we're tripping balls it's like something man that physicality of dance is like so like because like you have like you have like um I guess I guess more controlled, more. I mean, this was controlled and safe, um, but like with, with the, this kind of dancing that they're doing, it's so like you're seeing so much flesh and so much contortion, so much f- physicality, so much like sweat and muscle and bones. Like, man, I don't know. Like something about dancing, like watching it, especially in like a cinematic way, is like crazy to see. I mean, yeah. and I did love how, like... The <laughs> it's more very phys- visceral. Like, yeah, visceral. Like, the more physical it got, like, there's, like, I think there's a sequence with David dancing, like, it literally almost is, like, wrestling. He's, like, someone jumps on him, he swings him across the yes! swings him around. Yes! Oh, my God! Okay, the one dance scene where it was David in the middle, and then all the guys were, like, kind of, like, holding him down, where he's, like, basically, like, a fucking mech? That was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they megazord a dance movie. It was crazy. <laughs> like, that was very cool, yeah. It's like, you know what? I w- hey, start a dance team. <laughs> all you can dance. All you can dance. All you can dance. So, yeah, final thoughts on Climax. Um, it was my favorite movie. I, I would I would agree with Colt. Uh, no sh- shooting loads. No one came visually on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Why, why wasn't there just a big, like in Bloody Muscle, there's just like splats of blood. Why weren't there splats to come? Come, blood, shit, piss. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, about every flu that can be physically ejected. You know, I wish for the sadness, I wish the, the trigger warning for that would be like, Massive amounts of just people just shitting in the street and pissing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this is my sadism. <laughs> Diarrhea. You see, that's what... <laughs> I, that, that's a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's what would happen if AYC8 is made a horror movie. It's just like, just dookie, just Burton out. It's, it's just the same with a dude that has a geyser blood, but just a geyser, just liquid dookie. For as many times as we talk about shit, we need to make a movie to just get it all about our okay, system. So all of our all of our poop out of our system. The hey. main characters just bought some fresh, fresh new white shoes, and there's a shitting pandemic, <laughs> and they're trying not to get shit on their brand new shoes. Oh and, and the God. whole thing is led by Gwen Stefani's shit. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> what? It's my shit. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Who yeah. do we get to play the main character? <laughs> Us. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, we're, we're pulling the bloody muscle here. We cast ourselves. Oh, yeah, okay. We had to get so much poop for this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, enough I poop bet. for uh, Niagara Falls. 
we obviously need just these really good one-off one-line shots of like, ah, shit. <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> somebody, shit somebody's not jumping off of a building. Somebody's like, ah, shitting sh- off of a building. Shitting off like of a, a building. I look, I, I, like I said earlier this week, the, God gives his sloppiest shit to the strongest warrior. That'd be fo- so funny. Like the, the sewage workers are on their computers like, we're being overloaded. And then it fucking explodes <laughs> with <laughs> shit. They're down busting just like a tidal wave <laughs> There's shit. too much shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's like people getting shit in their mouths. Falling and shit. How do we fight this pandemic? With more shit. We shit back and it's like a Kamehameha clash and it's just shit versus shit and it's it's like it, we include magic elements where it's like if you put your hands like this you can open a magical butthole between your wrists uh <laughs> so uh, if, if, if there are any investors out there please let, just know that our DMs are always open also about, trademarked uh, TM 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 yeah, sorry uh, about our shit focused horror movie but we hope you appreciated our discuss of these foreign horror films and if you enjoyed it, uh, please stay tuned. We have another episode coming up. We'll be discussing four more horror films. That'll be at the end of October. Coming out on Halloween. Because Halloween is on a Monday this year. <gasps> and you can look forward to an entire month of spooky content. There's five Mondays in, in October. And that means five full episodes of horror and spooky content. So if you're looking for some good Halloween horror stuff this this year, then we'll get you covered for that. So don't you worry. So as we wrap up today, please be sure to follow wherever podcasts are found on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Google Podcasts, wherever you are, please be sure to like, rate, view, and subscribe. Any of those platforms helps us out, keeps us visible, puts us in front of new listeners, and we always appreciate you when you do it. If you're listening to this episode with this week it comes out, we have a brand new episode of Cajun Greatness is the most uh, recurring game in KG Greatness history, the impression that I get, and there'll be a full house for that one. So go check that out when it drops on Thursday. And lastly, follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. John lost his name. My name Colt. Follow me on Twitter, Colt D00. Fear is only in your butt. And you gotta let it out. Yep. Shit is the fear killer. All right. Uh, my name is Jojo. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-Y-24. John Owens on 12 on Letterboxd. Sayonara, baby. <laughs> I'm Winslow. Thank you for so much for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Winslow. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsy. Um Go follow my bookstagram where I talk about books. Uh, Winslow Banters, sorry. And uh, go to my store, uh, worldofwinsy.bigcartel.com. I sell stuff there. I really appreciate it. Also, I have a Kofi. I have a letterbox. I have a Goodreads. They're all in my links in my link tree, which is in the bio for everything. Also, uh, I won't say exactly what it is, but hopefully the week this comes out, there will be a special announcement on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, I was going to say, please keep an eye on the feeds of your choice because we have a lot of interesting stuff coming up for you this fall. So keep an eye I open for that. We will drop more details as it comes, but it will. There will be an announcement very shortly about the future AYCH and all of its expanding content. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's just say <laughs> that shit movie might become a reality. It's called Ooh. the Hershey Squirts. Goddamn. Sponsored by the way. The American Evil Dead. Yes. Oh, well, well, that was Canadian, wasn't it? The first one. Is Evil Dead Canadian? No. Oh. No. Oh. Okay. It's American. Okay. We'll say Southern Evil Dead. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.